The following is an audio booklet from the United Church of God. To view this booklet and other resources online, please visit ucg.org. Is God a Trinity? Chapter 7 The Holy Spirit, God's Transforming Power For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and of a sound mind. 2 Timothy 1.7 One of the major problems with the Trinity doctrine is that it clouds our understanding of the crucial role of God's Spirit as the power of God, particularly in the life of a Christian. We must put away false beliefs if we are to come to a correct understanding of the marvelous truth of what the Bible reveals about the Holy Spirit. God's Spirit, as we've seen, is described by an angel as the power of the highest. Luke 1.35 This is the power that made and sustains the universe, and it is the same power we can receive directly from God. Many other scriptures show this connection between the Holy Spirit and God's power. For example, Paul, we've seen as well, reminded Timothy that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. 2 Timothy 1.7 Other scriptures also refer to the Holy Spirit as the power of God. Zechariah 4.6 Micah 3.8 Luke 4.14 records that Jesus Christ began His ministry in the power of the Spirit. Speaking of the Holy Spirit, which would be given to His followers after His death, Jesus told them, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Acts 1.8 Peter relates that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, and Jesus went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Acts 10.38 holy Spirit is here associated with the power by which God the Father was with Jesus, the power through which he performed mighty miracles during his earthly, physical ministry. The Holy Spirit is the very presence of God's power actively working in his servants. Psalms 51.11 Psalms 139.7 Paul expresses his desire that fellow Christians would abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit, in the same way that Jesus had worked through him in mighty signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God. Romans 15, 13-19 This Spirit empowers Christians to live a life of growing and overcoming, of transforming their lives to become like Jesus Christ. We need God's divine help. None of us can overcome our sins and shortcomings and fully obey God without His divine help. Even if we could, by our own will, alter our actions, only God can change our hearts. This is why Paul appealed to members of the church in Rome not to be conformed to this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Romans 12, 1-2 through, through the power of God's Spirit that Spirit is the power God uses to transform our lives and renew our minds. 
Earlier in this epistle, in chapter 8, Paul helps us understand how the Holy Spirit works in the life of a Christian. In Romans 8.14, he writes that, As many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. Here we see that, to be considered God's children, we must be led by the Spirit of God. Paul continues this same thought in Romans 8.9, dogmatically stating that if you do not have God's Spirit, also referred to here as Christ's Spirit, dwelling in you, you are not His. This is why it is vital that we repent and be baptized, so we can surrender our lives to God and receive the gift of His Spirit to work in and transform our lives. Paul elsewhere writes that you have Christ in you if you are a Christian. Colossians 1.27 It is through the power and influence of God's Spirit that we allow Christ to live in us. After he had received God's Spirit, Paul described his new outlook on life. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians 2.20, KJV Symbolically buried with Jesus in the watery grave of baptism, Paul now lived a life that was no longer his own. He described his transformed life as one of allowing Christ to live again within him. This is how we please God, by emulating his Son. Paul urged other believers, Imitate me, just as I also imitate Christ. 1 Corinthians 11.1 1. He tells us, Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Philippians 2.5 NRSV However, we cannot succeed at living a converted life of obedience to God and becoming like Jesus Christ strictly through our own efforts. We succeed through God's power and help, rather than through our own efforts. Therefore, the glory and credit go to God. To imitate Christ, we must ask God for help, through His Spirit, so we can humbly obey God and bring our thoughts, attitudes, and actions in line with His. We must allow His Spirit to become the guiding force in our lives to produce the qualities of true Christianity. We must regularly ask ourselves whether we are truly being led by God's Spirit or are resisting it. We receive divine help through God's Spirit. What does God's Holy Spirit do for us as Christians? This question affects the core of our religious beliefs, because without the power of God's Spirit, we can have no deep, close relationships with the Father, nor can we become His children. It is because the Spirit dwells in us that we are called the children of God. Romans 8, 14-17 We must understand what it means to be led by the Spirit. God's Spirit doesn't drive, drag, or push us around. It leads us. It will not prevent us from sinning, nor will it force us to do what is right. It leads us, but we must be willing to follow. How does God's Spirit lead us? 
let's consider a few ways. The Holy Spirit keeps us in contact with God's mind. God's Spirit works with our mind. The Apostle John describes it this way, Now he who keeps his commandments abides in him, and he in him. And by this we know that he abides in us, by the Spirit which he has given us. 1 John 3.24 Through God's Spirit, which he gives us, we can be influenced by him for the good and obey God's commandments. This is in stark contrast to the world around us and our own nature, which influence us toward evil. God's Spirit also helps us come to a deeper comprehension of His truth. When Jesus promised the apostles He would send the Spirit to them, He said it would guide them into all truth. John 16:13. God's Spirit inspires a deeper understanding of His Word, purpose, and will. As 1 Corinthians 2, 9-11 tells us, But as it is written, Eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love Him. But God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except by the Spirit of the man which is in him. Even so, no one knows the things of God except by the Spirit of God. Without God's Spirit, a person cannot understand God's divinely expressed word and will, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. 1 Corinthians 2.14 the Holy Spirit makes overcoming possible. Nothing is too difficult for us with the power of God working in our lives. Romans 8.26 tells us that God's Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. Paul, who wrote the letter to the Romans, speaks for all of us when he said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4.13 Jesus promises Christians, with God, all things are possible. Matthew 19.26, Mark 10.27 The Christian life is to be one of overcoming. We must realize God doesn't want us to remain just as we were when He called us. Instead, as we earlier read, we must not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Romans 12.2 Christianity is a lifetime of overcoming and growing, of transforming our thoughts and mind to become like Jesus Christ. Philippians 2.5 The Spirit of God convicts our conscience and helps us to see sin as it really is. In speaking of the Holy Spirit, which would be given to His followers after His death and resurrection, Jesus said it would convict the world of sin. John 16.8 God's Spirit within us, working with our conscience, helps us to recognize and avoid sin. The guilt we feel is real when prompted by recognition of sins. The Holy Spirit produces godly fruit in us. Just as an apple tree produces apples, 
God's Spirit produces a particular type of fruit in the life of a Christian. Paul lists the fruit that should be evident in those who are led by God's Spirit as love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Galatians 5, 22-23, NIV Each aspect of this fruit is worthy of a detailed study in itself, coupled with a self-analysis to see to what extent these traits are evident in our lives. The Apostle Peter sums up the process of growing to spiritual maturity. God's divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Through these, He has given us His very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But if anyone does not have them, he is nearsighted and blind and has forgotten that he has been cleansed from his past sins. Therefore, my brothers, be all the more eager to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never fall, and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. 2 Peter 1, 3-11 NIV the Spirit of God also comforts, encourages, and otherwise helps us. Jesus Christ promised to send His followers the Holy Spirit as a helper, John 14, 16, or comforter, King James Version. True comfort and reassurance come from God's Spirit dwelling in us. We need not be unduly worried about what may happen to us. God's Spirit gives us the assurance that whatever happens will work out for the good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to His purpose. Romans 8.28 This assurance provides an outlook on life that is rare in our world. Yes, a Christian can get discouraged, but it is through the Holy Spirit that we can begin to look at life differently. As noted earlier, Peace is another fruit of God's Spirit in the life of a Christian. When we rid our minds of the confusion over the Holy Spirit created by the Trinity teaching, we come to see the wonderful truth of how and why God works in our lives to transform us, enabling us to obey Him and grow in His way while in this physical life, that we may experience an awe-inspiring transformation in the future at Christ's return. Now let's examine how God's Spirit can help lead us to our ultimate destiny. Thanks for listening to The Holy Spirit, God's Transforming Power in the booklet, Is God a Trinity? For the rest of the booklet, 
please visit ucg.org.